0: and how to register my name is Reverend Rachel Harrison and this is the recover your soul podcast a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media, and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect for an extra episode each week. And to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome to recover your soul. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and I am so grateful that you're on this spiritual journey with me here today. Back in season two, I did an episode called The Spiritual Gift of Not Fixing People. I think it's episode number 37, if you want to check it out. And this is one of the foundational parts of our soul recovery that we're learning that people aren't there for fixing, that A, we don't need to have the responsibility of fixing them, and B, we need to be okay, even if they're not okay, and they're not a project. So you can go back and listen to that episode. But along those lines of not fixing people, I wanted to talk today about the responsibility that we feel over other people's lives, the responsibility that we feel about how we are supposed to fix it be there to support make sure everything's okay everything that we do that we end up carrying this heavy load of responsibility for ourselves for our close family members for our job for our community and out into the world and the heaviness that we feel from this now part of this comes from that powerlessness, that when we begin to realize that we don't have control of anything outside of ourselves, this is a hard one to understand sometimes, that responsibility, that control that we think we're supposed to have about everything else weighs so heavily on us. And I want to talk about this because I've recently been more engaged in some of the Facebook groups on supporting recovery, just because I'm trying to get out there and understand more about what's happening on a bigger picture. I have the people that I'm working with for soul recovery doing coaching. I have my own life. I have the people that I've been involved with from AA and Al-Anon in my community But I wanted to reach out and get a bigger picture of what was going on in the larger world so that I'm not just in my little bubble. And what I immediately came to in reading a lot of these posts was this heaviness that we feel in our lives, not only dealing with people who are addicts, which is pretty heavy, but just people in our lives in general that we Tend to think that we are responsible for other people's recovery, other people's happiness, other people's well being, other people's lives, other people's livelihoods, other people's stuff. And the more that we take on the feeling that we personally are responsible for everybody else's stuff, the more miserable we get, the more disconnected we get, the more discontent we get. So that's what I want to talk about today. One of the things that I want to mention in being a mom, and I know that there are men who listen to this, and I'm so grateful that there's a wide breadth of people that listen to this show, but I'm going to talk right now just sort of about my experience of being a mom and what I recognize in other people that I know who are on Soul Recovery Journeys is that We have to take responsibility for these little babies when we have these babies, that when you have a child, that responsibility part of ourselves just puffs up huge and we do everything that we can with everything that we have at the time. And again, sometimes we do a great job and sometimes we fell short in some places. It's okay. It's all part of being human. But we had to grab onto this big responsibility piece of caring for this human being. And I know that in traditional families and traditional roles, you men out there, you dads out there, often take a big responsibility, a heavy responsibility for the financial well being of the family and sometimes that switches i know actually a lot of people personally where the wife was the breadwinner and the dad got to be the stay-at-home dad all good all fantastic thank goodness there's availability for all of that for everyone but as the person and generally the the mom who is responsible for these children something in us changes where we are needing to put other people's needs first And that's essential. And then we get all kinds of reward, positive reinforcement from that child, from family members, from the world for being a good mom or a good dad for doing everything right. And that responsibility part of us puffs up even more and we're getting more and more credit for being a good, responsible person who is in control of and taking care of this family. This is part of having a family. This is why families are complex and it's always chaotic and people never have time for themselves. Married partners rarely have time for each other. It is the part of raising a family that just is what it is. It just is what it is. And we have to be on top of it. We have to know when the doctor's appointments are and when they're having things at school and if we need to pack a lunch or not. And if they have this trip with these groups of people, if they have sleepovers, if they have playdates, this is where our responsibility hat just gets really well built, really well built. And then, as I've said before, even though it's super time consuming when you have a little toddler or a little baby or a young kid, because you can't leave them alone and you've got to make sure they're not touching the hot stove or getting into something that they can't. And you can't just take a nap because you're tired. You got to make sure you're taking care of them and you're exhausted. There comes a time when that starts to change and they start becoming independent little people. And, your family starts having all these personalities that are built up in your family. And when you have these experiences, it's hard to change that hat. It's hard to take that hat and be able to hang it up sometimes, that responsibility hat. And I know for me that even though... I had alcoholic tendencies and behaviors long before I had children. And I've said before that the kind of drinking that I did, the heavy partying drinking that I did, I picked Rich because he drank right along with me, just like that. And so I didn't feel uncomfortable in what I was doing. But there was definitely a part of me that did the check out from the stress of having young kids by checking out with drinking. And that that was kind of my reward for being so good and responsible. So this responsibility piece is essential for, for us to survive creating a family. Or even if you don't have a family as a young person to create your life, to have a job, to figure out where you fit in the world. We all have this time in our lives in our 20s and 30s where being in control and being responsible is really given a lot of accolade it's really important to learn those tools but what we pick up in that is the need and the thought that we have to be responsible for other people outside of that time and in heavier ways and it reaches out and starts to become unhealthy starts to become codependent starts to become untreated alanon. And so that responsibility in us is something that we need to look in soul recovery of taking a real honest look at. And so when I work with people, we take a look at where we feel powerless. Where is it that we're trying to exert control or we feel that we're responsible when we're really not? And I know for me that when I was going through all of the nuttiness of kids and they finally left when they were young adults and moved to California, like they did, I still had this part of me that felt like I knew better. I knew better that I wanted to have some part of what apartment were they going to choose and were they getting something that was going to be close to work and what were they doing and how were they buying groceries and all of those things that were essential for me to have my hands in when they lived in my house. I was responsible to pay bills. I was responsible to make sure there was food on the table. I was responsible to make sure there was clothes in their closets. That was my responsibility. But now that they've left, now that they are on their own, none of that is my responsibility anymore. But it took a minute for me to release that part of myself that was so used to being in that flow and the same that happens with work is we get in a place where we have connection with what we're doing and having care and pride and buy-in in in what we're doing and anything that we're doing in our life is essential for happiness and then we take that buy-in and we go the extra mile where then we think that we're responsible for other people's things for other people's duties, for other people's tasks to oversee, to micromanage, for fear that if we're not holding on tightly, that it's all just going to unravel and fall apart. Well, the truth is, I've had situations at work where I was holding on so tightly that it was falling apart under my grasp, because I wouldn't let people have their own experience and share their own gifts to their fullest and have their own buy-in, because I was afraid that if I let go, it was going to fall. But in the end, I needed to let go for them to be able to rise up and to be able to really blossom. And the same with my kids. Same with my husband. I do not need to know what my husband does on his job every day. I actually don't know what the best way things are going to go for him. It's fascinating to me that sometimes, even still, I catch myself asking him questions about work and in some form, I'm asking him because I might have a better idea. I'm not in construction. I don't build stuff. I actually don't know why I think I have responsibility for helping him make sure that it's going well. That is his business that he has been doing for over 25 years. And when I do that, I'm taking away his buy-in, his need and desire to really hold what is his to have responsibility for. I don't need to be responsible for that. He has a responsibility to help provide for our family. He has a responsibility to his clients he is a responsibility to his crew. That's his to hold. I don't need to hold it. And when I think about my kids and I think about just them being in the world, they have figured out apartments. They have clothes on their back. They're certainly not starving to death. They figure out how to eat at home or to eat food out. They have gas in their cars. Sometimes they don't have gas in their cars and then they've got to figure something else out. Part of what I realize is when I'm trying to be responsible for everybody else, what I'm really trying to do is to not fail myself. That when I did my belief system work, what I realized is that I am so afraid of personal failure, that I'm terrified of failing, that then you'll judge me, that I'll be judged by the world by my friends, by my family, by my co-workers, and I'll be seen for what is really there, which is not worthy. That's a lot. That's a tender place in there to realize that we aren't actually as concerned about the responsibility of everybody else as we're concerned of looking like we're not doing it right. That somehow if we had held on tighter, if I had made him do this if I had held on tighter to my son's recovery when he was younger then maybe he'd be sober now you know being sober is hard addiction is hard stuff addiction is it is a it's like a wild dragon and people want to tame the dragon And I wanted to tame the dragon, and it took me until I was 48 years old to really quit drinking. And we put all this pressure and all this energy on this part that's like just the drinking or just the whatever the addiction is. And most of us underneath have something much bigger that's going on. A value, a belief system in us that needs to be re-looked at, to be re-evaluated, To be adjusted. And when I realized that my fear, my deepest fear, was that I would fail and I wouldn't be loved and I wouldn't be accepted, I could see that that's not true. That's not real. That I am worthy and that I am going to fall down and fail. But you know what? I'm going to take responsibility for my things. And I'm going to stand or fall down on what is mine in my life to hold on to. And that I can love and support and be there for the other people in my life to do the same with their stuff. And that we can stop this cycle of shame and blame and guilt where we all hold each other in this space where there isn't supposed to be anything that doesn't work out man, so much of us have learned so much from what doesn't work out. That great heartache has brought incredible learning and growth. And especially when you have people who are addicts and you read these posts on Facebook, so much of it is this heavy responsibility that people are feeling about somebody else's life, that they're making choices of their own being that are detrimental to them because they feel they have to hold on tightly to somebody else's recovery. No matter what we do, no matter what we do, if somebody wants to use whatever it is that they have an addiction to, which is a ton of addictions, we sort of lean towards alcohol here because I was an alcoholic and a lot of people are here from Al-Anon, but man, porn is huge and there's opiates, and there's even, you know, lesser ones like TV or social media, or just that constant need to have something fill up our dopamine, just hit, 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 hit. It's everywhere. And there isn't a single thing as a supporter of somebody that we can do or say that will force somebody to change unless they want to be different. And that responsibility lies directly on them to make those changes in their lives. And every time we decide that we're going to pull some of that responsibility and save them from themselves, we're actually oftentimes, a lot of the time, not every single time, but most of the time, we're hindering their process. And if you take me, for example, who was a very, very functional alcoholic my life was pretty miserable for about 10 years and you would think that where I was at in those 10 years that I would not have gone back out for so long after having had recovery for three and a half years but I did and my gratitude that I have is that the support that I had from my mom and from my dad and from my community was I didn't get shamed for that. I had people who made choices about whether I could be around them or not. I had friends who expressed concern. But I didn't get shamed because I was shamed on myself. I didn't need anybody else to be doing that for me. And so it allowed me to actually know that everything that I was doing and all these things that I was feeling, even though I spent a lot of time sort of blaming Rich in particular, for what was happening with our family dynamics. Really inside, I knew that this was about me. And the responsibility that I felt for everyone else's happiness and that grasping that I had, that clawing onto believing that if I just held it together and was just made sure everybody else had all their ducks in a row, that everything would be perfect and fine, wasn't working. It wasn't doing that. When we do soul recovery and we let go of the responsibility of everybody else outside of our small children that we have in our house, he's still responsible for them. And we realize that our coworkers, our adult kids, our spouses, our family, they can do what they need to do for themselves. And if we can turn the attention to ourselves and our own recovery, and our own feelings, and come into a place where we release what needs to be released, look at those belief systems that are holding us back from being our fullest self. And in our fullest self, we can inspire the people in our lives to be their fullest selves. We actually give them permission to be their fullest self, or to be in their dysfunction, and to learn what needs to be learned from it. We can't be responsible for the world. We can only be responsible for ourselves. I encourage you to let go of the burden of everything that you're carrying, to look at each of those things and ask, is that really mine to carry? Is this really mine? If I hand this over to them, what if they can't handle it? What if they can't take it? Is that healthy? Is it okay to let them worry about their own burdens? And most of the time it is. Unless we have small children or we're taking care of elder parents where we really got to keep our head on top of that, we still aren't responsible for every single aspect of all of those things, even when we are responsible for people. Happiness is an inside job. Recovery is an inside job. Choosing to live a life of intention, with quality, with connection to higher power. Nobody can do that except for you choosing it for yourself. And they have to choose it for themselves. So lay down those responsibility burdens. Hand them back over. If this feels like something you have no idea what to do or how to do it, Contact me for spiritual coaching. This is a lot of what we work on. This was my transformation in my life, was letting go of the need to be responsible for everyone, to fix things, to think that I personally had to be in charge of all of it. Turns out, I'm just in charge of me. Until next time, namaste. Namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my path to soul recovery? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's how here's your call to action. If you're ready for real interchange, and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with your higher power, whatever that is for you, and to discover and then step forward into a happy and healthy life. You can also become part of our Soul Recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's by Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website to get your Zoom link. Recover your souls on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, lots of ways to connect, and there's even a private Facebook group that would allow for more communication and conversation about soul recovery. There is also an extra bonus episode every Friday if you are an Apple Podcast subscriber or Patreon member. I'd also love all of the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community with me and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time to give me five stars, a quick review, and to share the podcast with your friends and family, we're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you for going to the website and pushing the donate button, whatever donation feels right to you. This means so much to me because I have this enormous mission of sharing soul recovery with the world. And your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, your being part of this community is helping that to happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul.